0: travel coming your way right at the moment. At ten past one, it's time to welcome Sally Lucas along. And Sally, we're off to a fairly pretty island, an amazing island, actually. It is an amazing island, Jane. And I think everyone needs to go there at some stage on their holiday path because it's part of Australia and one of the most, I think, beautiful parts of Australia. Um, We do have lots of beautiful parts in our country, of course, but I still consider this as one to be treasured. Um, And it is also on the World Heritage List, which is Lord Howe. Island. Um, and it's one of only four island groups in the world to receive that recognition, too. So it's something, you know, and you're less than two hours from Sydney or Brisbane, is where you have to fly from. There's no flights from here. You're basically due east of Port Macquarie. People aren't quite sure where it is. And why it is so unique is. Obviously, it was volcanic once in its lifetime and, of course, it was, it was the island's sort of almost blown in half. So when you come into it, it's only got a very narrow sort of little isthmus where the plane can land and that's why they can't take large jets in there. You're still only going in in smaller aircraft for that very reason. But they also want to restrict the numbers of tourists onto the island because they want to keep it pristine, which is what it is and absolutely fabulous. The other unique thing about it is it's got this incredible warm waters surrounding it and, and a reef. And it's one of the most southernmost reefs you can find because generally the reef finishes well north of brisbane as we all know way up there so but here we have and they, they seem to think it could be connected somehow originally of course new zealand being such a thermal place as we know that it was originally probably part of a new zealand landmass and which is why with that geothermal activity it's been left with this wonderful sort and even in like i've been there once in may i think the water temperature was still in the 20s you know so you can swim in the water nearly all year round, even though the outside temperature might be a bit chilly. But you're really going there for for the beauty of the place, for the the flora, for the fauna, which is fantastic. I mean, I was happened to be there back in the first or second time I was there. I can't remember. It might have been the first, back in the early 70s. And um, Channel 10 and uh, Australian Geographic were over there filming to save the wood hen. And it was an endangered species then. And nearly uh, uh, only a couple of remaining pairs were way up. Um, on top of one of these wonderful mountains. I can't think whether it was Lidgebird or Gower, but you've got these two incredible mountains, craggy old mountains that you can climb with chains, etc. and so on. So they only are able to be climbed under absolutely perfect conditions. But the helicopter was an ex-Vietnam vet, a helicopter pilot, and he said it was some of the most dangerous flying he'd ever done because of the wind, the up and down drafts, and he was trying to lower these Parks and wildlife skies onto these narrow little ledges to try and find these wood hens. Like it was a very delicate operation.
1: So did they have success? They they had success.
0: You go back there now and here these gorgeous little things are running around in the natural scrub now there's enough that they're not even have to be contained anymore but what happened of course when man i guess at one stage was was first went there they brought in all those awful feral animals that was de- destroying of course the natural um, fauna and flora like pigs and, and mice and rats and all that sort of thing so they had to be you know exterminated and gotten rid of which eventually they have been now so you've only got what's natural to the island the mutton birds coming into nest of a dusk, they just come in in flocks you know it's a an amazing sight Um, so it's a beautiful place you walk you cycle that's basically what you do you go down to Ned's Beach which is famous um, where you just get a bag of bread and you feed the fish and some people get a bit phased by it you have all these fish brushing up against your legs and wanting, wanting to have the little morsels of bread and so it's fabulous for snorkeling it's good for fishing I mean that kingfish is one of the famous fish you get there and I've stayed at pine trees there a couple of times as well as self-contained accommodation but I know at pine trees whenever they or a guest all themselves caught these big kingfish we'd have this beautiful fresh kingfish and there's nothing nicer than fresh seafood you know straight off the trawl or onto your plate virtually so you do have a choice of accommodations there of course as I've just mentioned pine trees is the longest established guest house there still in the same family and but you do have other self-contained accommodation and you've got some you know five-star accommodation now with Capella Lodge and so on so you do have a wide range to suit all budgets you will find though if you are self-contained that you've only got like little general stalls on the island you're not having you're not got supermarkets or anything flash so food obviously all has to be either flown or shipped in so you would be paying more for anything you purchase on the island which goes without saying Um, but again you know it's a lovely place to barbecue to do all sorts of beautiful outdoor things you know it's just the walks are just to die for the island is to die for. Um, I mean, they advertise it saying Lord Howe Island, where your senses are spellbound, and they really are, and you really feel at one with nature. And I, I honestly do feel that anyone of any age would love Lord Howe Island. You don't, if you're not old enough, I mean, you're not fit enough, not old enough, fit enough to do the big walks. You are still flat walks you can do. You know, so there's an option. Um, You know, you've got bicycles, you can walk, etc. Very few cars on the island, but they do provide transfers. And there is a small tax, which goes back to the upkeep of the island. And the only thing they produce there to export is their Kentia palms, which they grow. And that's their main source of income other than tourism for the island. So, you know, it's a fabulous little spot to go. and, And you just feel like you could be anywhere in the world... You know, it's just so removed from our everyday life. It's a, a very stress-free, relaxing holiday. On to a new RFM. We're talking travel, thanks to our sponsor, Travel World, On King and Sally Lucas. Where are we off to? The Kimberley. Oh, love it. Love it. I can't believe it's nearly a year, Jane, since we did that trip, has it? I mean, doesn't time really fly? I, mean, I think as you get older, it goes even quicker, I guess. But, but the memories are vivid, aren't they? Absolutely. And would you believe I still haven't downloaded my photographs? from nearly a year ago, aren't I naughty? I don't know if there's anyone else out there that does that like me and just has them there but hasn't actually gone through them. Mm. Anyway the West Kimberley coastline of course it's, it's what they call the land or a coastline of dinosaur footprints and um, also it was only I think uh, 2011 the West Kimberley coast was given a national heritage listing and of course it's an area as we've just mentioned of incredible natural beauty I mean really diverse flora and fauna and of course fascinating Aboriginal history as well and it also boasts numerous fossilised dinosaur prints so which is quite amazing and paleontology it's a hard word to say, isn't it, studies show there are a series of um, separate locations along a 200-kilometre stretch of the Dampier Peninsula that have dinosaur footprints and tracks that um, that vary in intensity and quality. And the research suggests that there was at least a dozen species of dinosaur which lived 115 to 120 million years ago. Now, this is how old Australia is, and this is what amazes you. When you get confronted by that Kimberley coastline with all the striations in the rocks at angles, apparently the heat was so intense back in Gwondwana Guand, land. Gwondwana, we, yes. we, it, it collided with and created the Kimberley Coast, and this is why we are left with – it's just – very hard to describe the beauty but it is absolutely magnificently beautiful. So you've got unique wildlife as we've said, stunning coastlines spectacular gorges and waterfalls and of course ongoing Aboriginal cultural traditions and art and of course the pearling history as well of that area which is still absolutely fantastic um, The Buccaneer Archipelago to the King George River is wonderful, the Mitchell Plateau, King George Falls Geeky Gorge, Winjana Gorge the King Leopold Ranges um, you've got coral reefs and you know, similar in scale to the Great Barrier Reef that existed over 400 million years ago. A very ancient part of, of our country, but an absolutely beautiful part. And ongoing Aboriginal traditions, which are, in, uh, which are associated with the Wanjana and the Rainbow Serpent and has spectacular rock art, some of the best rock art you'll see. And there's been lots of discussions over the centuries of whether it was all our own indigenous or whether because of the joining with us to, you know, Asian parts, some of the uh, if you like Hieroglyphic or the stick-like characters are a little bit different to the rock art you would see in Kakadu and so on. So there's still this discussion, was it really by us or did we have people from Sumatra or India, you know. Or somewhere or else. Or somewhere else altogether. Anyhow, the reason I've mentioned all this is that, that Orion cruises are actually doing a, a 10-night cruise on the 16th of August called Art of the Kimberley. So if you're really interested in the history but also the art, I mean, they call it one of nature's you know, most beautiful natural art galleries Um, and of course you do have to climb over some rocks or so on to get to some of these just to keep that in mind for people you've got to be i don't mean excessively fit but relatively fit and careful of foot that's all i would like to say but these paintings of course have gone back over thousands of years i mean some of them they have been able to predate some they're still you know carbon date and they go back a long long time and there's a myriad of styles as we said so um, they've got these bradshaw figures which was discovered by a guy called bradshaw and that's what they're called and he he believes one thing and some people believe something else about how they were created. But you will learn a lot and you find that, you know, your leaders who take you to these sites have got a, a wealth of knowledge about the art, etc., and the area. And, of course, you do get the local Indigenous people involved in this as well, which is a wonderful thing. And you're taken also to a, a nearby arts centre, an Aboriginal arts centre in Windham. in this one called Warman. Um, so it's quite an interesting itinerary. It starts from Darwin um, and, of course, you go to Wyndham, as I said, and you also go out to the Kununurra Art Gallery if you wish or you can do an Ord River cruise or you can do your Bungles flight now all those are free and included in your trip Um, then you depart Wyndham and go out to this Warman Art Gallery as well which is included and then of course you do the rest of your itinerary down that beautiful coastline of the King George River and Falls Vansittart Bay etc Montgomery Reef which is magnificent when you see the water flowing over that Montgomery Reef as that huge tide comes and goes it's quite spectacular and of course you'll end up in Broome and of include Include, of course, some extra sightseeing and art galleries in Broome at the end. So it'd be a wonderful opportunity to not just see our beautiful West Kimberley coast, but also to experience some of our wonderful natural Indigenous art. So just keep that in mind. If you are thinking of a Kimberley cruise, that might be one that appeals to you in August this year. Thank you, Sally Lucas. (laughs) Thank you, Jane. And that's Talking Travel for today. Now, next week, something special. They're letting Sally and me go along to the show. So we'll be coming to you from the Newcastle show. We'll see you there too if you want to to come and join us. Of course, (laughs) of course. (laughs) Talking Travel on to NURFM. It's 25 to 2.